The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, it's Cherie. I'm one of the video editors for Team Johnson. And this review is by Morgan31789, titled You're Awesome. Shalene, you are the best. I love your podcasts and fitness videos. Thank you for showing God's love by sharing your time, energy, and wisdom in your podcast. Shout out from your girl in Virginia, Morgan. Attention Deficit Disorder. Is it a disorder or is it a superpower? Well, if you're married to someone with ADD or if you have children who have ADD, which likely means either you or your spouse has ADD, you might not consider it a superpower. You might consider it super frustrating. Either way, I'll just bet you've had to deal with someone who has ADD or maybe you yourself have ADD or ADHD. Either way, that's what we're talking about today and we're talking about it because you asked for it. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. All the way back in 2014, on The Shaleen Show, I had the privilege of interviewing for the very first time Dr. Daniel Amen, who's someone now, today, I can call him a friend. Dr. Amen and I have become friends because, well, number one, I've had him on the show many times. And number two, because after I had him on my show for the first time, he convinced me to come into his clinic and have my brain scanned. When I did my original interview with him, I didn't know that I had ADD, but I knew there was something wrong with my brain. And you've heard me tell my story before about how my brain fog and irritability and my forgetfulness and like all of these things were getting so bad that the way they had coped with it all my life, those coping techniques weren't working as well. Like it was getting worse and worse and worse. I thought there was something wrong with me neurologically. I requested that my general practitioner refer me to a neurologist and that didn't go so well. So eventually I ended up learning about Dr. Amen, having him on the show and being convinced that I probably need to go and have my brain scanned. It's called a brain spect. Anyways, what I want to share with you today is a couple things. I've pieced together some really interesting information and interviews that I think you're going to find fascinating about attention deficit disorder or ADHD, depends on what the diagnosis is. But here's some things I just want to cut to the chase and help you to become aware of before we go much further. Number one, know this, there is more than one type of ADD. So as you'll hear from Dr. Amen, there's seven different types. And of those seven types, only two benefit from medication. The other five types of ADD, that person is likely to become more addictive, more irritable, obsessive, unbalanced, and it really can change their personality. Now, a lot of people are using ADHD medications recreationally, and they don't have the type of brain chemistry where it actually benefits them. I'll cut to the chase and tell you that, yes, I was diagnosed. We don't talk about it in this interview, but after going in, I found out that I had an extreme case of ADD, inattentive ADHD. In addition to that, I found out that I had a lot of brain trauma. 
you could see significant areas of my brain where I wasn't getting blood flow due to concussions. Now, I'm going to put an image of my brain scan both before having done the scan in 2015 and then two years later after having done a healing protocol to help heal the brain trauma as well as my ADHD. Now, I'm never going to get rid of my ADHD from what I understand, but it's definitely improved. Now, I personally, and again, the way that I treat is specific to my brain and not just the type of ADHD that I have, but also the traumas that I have to my brain and my brain type. Like you have a type of brain. You can literally see on a SPECT scan if you're the type of person who worries, if you are compulsive, if you are generally sad or a generally happy person. I mean, you can just see the different areas of your brain and what type of blood flow that they get. One of the cool things I was able to see with my brain, which I'm like, yeah, that makes sense, is I don't worry. I just do not worry. I don't obsess about things and I don't worry. I can drop it. So for that reason, because of the type of brain that I have, because of the trauma that I had, because of the way my brain works and because of the type of ADD that I have, Part of my healing protocol, part of my treatment plan included therapy as well as a low dosage of Adderall. Many people have asked me, Shaleen, I know you have ADHD. Do you treat with Adderall or Ritalin or are you doing it naturally? And I've tried not to answer that question. In order for me to answer that question responsibly, you have to know more about your individual particulars. It's just like diet. You know, just what works for one person isn't going to work for another. But I do want to say this. When I went in to see Dr. Amen, I was taking, I'm trying to think what the name of the drug was. It was called New Vigil, I think. New Vigil, something like that. With the help of the Amen Clinic, I was able to figure out that that was really making matters way worse for me. It was impeding my already horrible sleep and my sleep was making my ADD worse. So it was a matter of finding like the absolute right medication for my brain, which again, I'm going to tell you that I take a very low dosage of Adderall and a lot of days I don't take it at all. Some days I don't take it at all. In fact, if I'm working on something that I'm really excited about and really into, like even if I have to go on video and I'm pumped up and I get to teach something or if I'm doing like a live event, you would think, gosh, Lene, you would really assume that those are the days you would need to take it because you need to be focused. But that's the thing with the type of ADD that I have. When I'm super interested and excited about something, I can focus (laughs) almost to a fault. It's when I have to do kind of like mundane things that I don't find that exciting or interesting. (sighs) Man, I am lucky. I actually even, my brain just shuts off if it's something I'm not interested in. I have to work so hard to stay focused. And so that would be a day where I would take my medication, but I don't have to take it every day. And again, that's just my personal treatment plan. And I wasn't treating my brain the right way. I certainly didn't have anyone telling me how to eat to heal my brain. No one had explained to me how that your brain actually has the ability, has plasticity, and that I could improve it by doing certain exercises. No one explained any of this to me. And really, I didn't understand the brain until I could see my own brain and could see what was possible and understood what would help my brain and what would hurt my brain. 
But I've been trying to avoid answering that question, not because of shame or anything like that. You know me, I'm completely transparent. But what I don't want people to do is go, okay, I think I have ADD. And so therefore, if it's helped Shalene, I should maybe consider doing Adderall. The only reason why I feel comfortable using the very low dosage of Adderall that I use is because, number one, I have never had to titrate up. I've only gone down in my dosage. Number two, my doctor has seen my brain. I was not diagnosed with ADD based on a series of questionnaires. I didn't go into my, you know, general practitioner and tell him that I, you know, suffer from these different symptoms. And he said, oh, you have a difficult time focusing. Let's put you on some Adderall. I mean, it does work that way, unfortunately, for most people, because most doctors don't realize you can actually look at the brain and know what type of attention deficit disorder you have. It is also why I have many friends who I've referred to Dr. Amon's clinic who went to him having been diagnosed with ADD all their lives and then gone to his clinic, figured out that they had the type of ADD that was exacerbated by the medications that they were on. Their clinic helped to wean them off and they're completely different people. I mean, there's some people who, for me, it was difficult to tolerate them when they were on the medications, and now they're way more focused, much more themselves because they're off of it. I can't even tell you how many people I know who I've sent to the clinic because they've been on medications for so long and they had to keep taking their dosages up and it would make them more anxious and more nervous and more obsessive and just like kind of crazed if I'm being honest. And I'm telling you, I can think of like three people right now who are completely different because they've got the right treatment plan. So that's important for you to know. Now, before I get to the interview, I just, I want to get your opinion because I know it has got to be a pain in the butt to be married to me. Even though my husband is aware, I don't use it as an excuse, but it's like part of who I am. It's part of the way my brain works in much the same way I understand how my husband's brain works, which is beautifully But it's got to be super annoying. And I've heard so many people say that if your partner has ADD, you feel like you have another child. You often feel like your partner isn't listening to you, that they're ignoring you, that they're intentionally forgetting things, that they're intentionally being late, that they're intentionally forgetting important details. It can really be incredibly frustrating to be with a partner who has ADD. ADD or ADHD. And, and you know, obviously it can be really frustrating to have a child who have this brain. Now, some people consider it, it is considered a disorder. It is considered a pathology. It is also inherited. But there's many of us who also think it's incredibly valuable. In fact, one of the world's most renowned experts on ADD, the brain and addiction, Dr. Gaber Matei, I'm trying to get him on the show because I love the way he thinks about ADHD. He wasn't diagnosed until he was age 53. And then he found out that several of his children have ADHD, which you're going to find out in this episode. It's very inheritable. Anyways, here's the question that I'm getting to. Would you like me to do an episode devoted to helping you cope if you or your partner has ADHD? Because it can really take a toll 
on a relationship. If that's something you're interested in, I've got a couple of experts that I would love to reach out to, get here on the show, and give you some practical tips. So if that's something you'd like, please leave me a voicemail message. You can do so by going to my website. Go to shaleen.com forward slash podcasts, and there you'll see the speak pipe widget. Actually, if you just go to my website, I think it's right on the front page. You'll see a little widget that says, leave Shalene a voicemail. And just tell me about your struggle, whether you're the person who has ADHD or if you're married to someone who has it. Tell me about your struggle in terms of being a partner. And if you would, in fact, like for me to do an episode devoted to that here on The Shalene Show, and I'll do it. And I would love to include some of those messages in the episode. All right, now let's jump into the interview with Dr. Amen. Is there such thing as adult ADD? Yeah, no question. I'm a child psychiatrist by training. To be a child psychiatrist, you first have to be an adult psychiatrist. But half the people, the kids that we see as child psychiatrists have ADD of one form or another. It's also called the ADHD. Mm -hmm. And what you quickly realize is if you're seeing an ADD child, one or both of their parents has it too. Interesting. That the mythology is everybody outgrows it by the time they're 12 or 13. It's just not true. They tend to outgrow the physical hyperactivity uh, that a lot of ADD kids have, but they still have the other hallmark symptoms. And often it starts with they've struggled their whole lives, but when they have a child that becomes either hard to manage or they really feel badly at how much the child is suffering in school. They get the child help. And then if you see a really good child psychiatrist, obviously it's a genetic disorder. They'll look at mom and dad and Mm. go, okay, where's this coming from? What are some of the clear ways that people can identify that perhaps they are suffering from ADD? It's really a cluster of symptoms that happens over a long period of time. We all have periods where we get distracted or we're disorganized. But if over a long time you've had a short attention span for regular routine, everyday things like homework, schoolwork, Mm. chores, paperwork, it's you just can't pay attention unless you're super interested in something. Mm. That's really one of the hallmarks of ADD. Uh, Another one is you're easily distracted. The brain has this beautiful ability to block out things that you don't really have to pay attention to. So growing up, I lived three houses from the freeway. And a lot of people would think it was noisy, but I never did because my brain was actually able to block it out because I didn't need to pay attention to it. But people who have ADD, they're very easily distracted uh, and they're very sensitive to the environment. So tags and clothes bother them. Mm. If the seams on your socks aren't just right, that'll bother (laughs) them. Sometimes their skin can be really sensitive. They tend to be noise sensitive. So if somebody's chewing potato chips, it could send them to the moon. So short attention span, but not for everything. Easily distracted and organization's a problem. Their rooms, desks, book bags, filing cabinets tend to be messy and they tend to be light. Organization for time is hard. And even if they're ready on time, they're late Mm. because they'll put four things in to do between the time they actually got ready and the time they're supposed to leave. 
Procrastination is their middle name. Wow. So they actually won't get things done until someone's mad at them to get it done <laughs> or until there's a deadline to make it happen. Uh, so it's last minute for term papers, last minute for projects. Um, and it's, it's chronic stress mm. because everything's the last minute, which it's almost like they run on adrenaline. So ADD stands for attention deficit disorder. And then the last one issues with impulsivity that they have more trouble thinking before they say something, thinking it through before they do something. It can get them either into hot water in relationships or with their money, having better impulse control. And all of us have some of those at some time. When it, one of the unique things about my work, we do imaging at Amen Clinics. I have six clinics around the country where we have scanned and treated literally 20,000 people have ADD. We clearly see that it's not one thing in the brain, it's at least seven. You know, people go, oh, ADD is a fad, ADD is not real, ADD is mm. made up by the drug companies, and it's like none of that's true. ADD is real, and when it is left untreated, it causes real serious problems, high incidence of drug abuse, incarceration, divorce, job failure, school failure. People have ADD go to the hospital three times more than other people. They have more head injuries. And a new study showed that they have more uh, obesity and more Alzheimer's disease. I've heard people who say that one of the things that they like about it is that they have this ability to like really hyper-focus on something. Is that also a trait of ADD or is that something else? If they're really interested, mm -hmm. then they can pay attention for a long time. Like it's so engrossed that you don't realize uh, the flight is left or you ha don't realize that, <laughs> you know, the house is on fire. Right. Got it. They often miss flights, but it's because they're late. <laughs> <laughs> the trick is, and, and it surprises uh, people, you know, a lot of teenagers go, I don't have ADD. I can pay attention if I'm interested. Mm. But that's the problem is they have to be super interested in order to pay attention. So they can be getting four Ds and F and one A and go, well, everybody's just boring. I don't have ADD. If you just look at those hallmark symptoms over a long period of time, their mother's going, no, he has ADD. How ironic that we're going to talk about the NFL in the middle of an episode with Dr. Amen, who happened to be one of the people responsible for changing the helmets for NFL football players to protect their brains. And the company devoted to helping NFL football players get better sleep is none other than show sponsor Sleep Number. And that's the bed that we sleep on. It's the bed that you need to sleep on if you want to get a better night's sleep. My personal sleep number setting at the moment is 75. Brett's at the moment is 55. I think we are one of the few people I know who we're always changing our sleep number settings. Almost everyone else I know, once they get a sleep number bed, they stick with their setting and they never change it. But every time I change my setting, Brett's like, hmm, maybe I should change mine too. And we change our sleep number setting based on how our body's feeling, which is kind of cool. Not to mention the fact that we have a sleep number 360 bed, which it adjusts for you naturally while you're sleeping, which is amazing. It's that smart of a bed. But I still, some nights I just want to sleep on a firmer mattress. And it's really cool that I don't have to go out and buy a new one. I can just boop, 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 hit my little app, 
on my phone, and boom, I've got a firmer, more supportive bed. I want you to experience what it's like to have smart sleep. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is insane, and you can get the competitive edge when it comes to your sleep, which you know improves your brain health by checking out one of their Sleep Number beds. They start at just $999. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Y'all, you can find your Sleep Number at one of their 575 Sleep Number stores. They're nationwide. And if you're trying to find a Sleep Number store near you, just go to their website. It is sleepnumber.com forward slash Shalene. All right, now back to Dr. Amen. Is this something that you will need to be tested for? Or is it simply going through this list of chronic behaviors and experiencing all of these things in clusters, as you've mentioned? Can you pretty much assume you do have ADD? You can feel confident, Mm. but you can't just go, oh, I have ADD, here's the treatment. What I've discovered based on our imaging work, it's just not one thing. And giving everybody Ritalin or Adderall helps some people. I mean, for some people, it's like a miracle. It's like giving somebody who's blind glasses and now they can see. But for other people, it's a nightmare. It's, It's knowing... And I get after my psychiatric colleagues a lot because we're the only medical specialty that never looks at the organ they treat. (laughs) We have found imaging to be a critical component to helping to understand, well, how does your brain work? Does it work too hard? Does it not work hard enough? Has it been hurt? Because if you have a traumatic brain injury, for example, um, that can certainly make you look like you have ADD. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing the underlying biology really helps to target the treatment specifically to your brain. Now, a long time ago, I realized not everybody can get a scan either because of cost or being near one of our clinics. And so based on thousands of scans, I developed a series of questionnaires to help people predict which of the seven types that they might have. But quite frankly, if it's me, I'd get a scan because ADD is devastating. It can ruin people's lives and you don't want to play with it. You want to know, well, what does my brain look like so that I can appropriately target treatment to me? Plus, When people see their brains, they get this cool concept I like called brain envy, (laughs) that Freud was wrong. Freud was about two and a half feet too low in the body when he was talking about penis envy. (laughs) Uh, That was just a dumb concept that it really should be brain envy. You know, if you love and care for your brain, you're just so much more likely to do a better job of taking care of it, treating it. Our full evaluation, which uh, has two scans, one at rest, one with concentration. And what we found with the ADD brain is actually pretty good at rest. When they try to concentrate, it drops in activity. Mm. So what that means is the harder they try, the worse it gets. We also do some neuropsychological testing, really detailed histories. Uh, People are in the clinic about two and a half days. When you go from untreated ADD or ineffectively treated ADD to fully treated ADD, you know, I have one patient I love. He owns a car dealership and everybody around him knew he had ADD. 
But when he got it diagnosed and treated, he made three times the amount of money he'd ever made because he could focus. Yeah, I, you know, I'm going through this checklist and I didn't mean to laugh as, you know, to, to downplay the symptoms, but I'm just going, wow, this is, these are so many of my symptoms. And I've, I don't know if I've just figured out how to teach the world how to deal with me and how to cope with it, but it sure would be nice not to have to do some of these things. And I think that so many people under or devalue. I mean, think about the billions of dollars we spend on our our waistline and our abs and your success in life, your relationships, everything has to do with your brain. So I will be in. I will be in for the full brain scan and everybody stay tuned because I, I can't wait to tell you what we find out. It's fascinating to me. Do you find that entrepreneurs have a higher incident rate of ADD or is there any correlation there? No question about it. In fact, there's a CEO company called Tech where they do a lot of consulting for businesses and CEOs. And uh, one of the leaders there told me he thought about 70% Hmm. of the CEOs that he saw had ADD. And it it makes total sense because they're not going to work for someone else because someone else is sort of irritated if you can't show <laughs> up on time. If you work for yourself, it doesn't matter. But if you surround yourself with someone who organizes you, who mm-hmm. follows through and gets things done, it is a really great combination because people with ADD are often highly intelligent, spontaneous, willing to take risks creative. And so with the right structure, they can be great leaders. Uh, Without structure, they usually cannot, their companies don't realize uh, anywhere near their full potential. My experience, and, and this is on, I mean, literally tens of thousands of people with ADD, is that when you treat it, you become more effective. You become more loving, more thoughtful, more consistent, more predictable, that you stop taking stupid risks <laughs> because you think it through, but you're fully yourself. I think getting the ADD treated effectively, see, that's that's the little tricky part, you know, given everybody Ritalin or everybody Adderall um, makes some people dramatically more effective and other people obsessive and agitated and irritable. It's about getting the treatment right for your brain. Now, I treat a lot of famous people, but one of them is a best-selling author who takes the medicine when she cleans her house, when she deals with her kids, when she spends quality time with her husband, but doesn't take it when she writes because she actually wants 16 plots in her head at the Mm. same time when she writes. And that's sort of the cool thing about some of the medicines is they work when you take them and they don't when, when you don't need them. But you know, my favorite story on ADD is actually one of my own kids who was never hyperactive. So I didn't pick it up right away, but she struggled in school. And now she always got B's and C's, but it was with great academic effort. And in 10th grade, she fell apart because she's staying up every night till one or two o'clock in the morning to get her homework done. And she came to me one night in tears and told me that she believed she could never be as smart as her friends. Mm -hmm. And it just broke my heart. And when we scanned her the next day, she had a classic ADD pattern. And I just felt so awful 
because I'm helping all these people and this child who I was actually, you know, really connected to her. Um, I'm not helping someone I love more than anybody else in the world. Yeah. And so on the treatment um, that I talk about it, healing ADD in 30 days, a week later, she noticed the difference was dramatic for her. Three months later, straight A's. The next 10 years, straight A's. Brianne, who is headed toward a mediocre life, got into one of the best veterinarian schools in the world. And for people who know about these things, it's actually harder to get into veterinarian school than into medical school. Her ability soared, as did her self-esteem soared. So she didn't have to live the rest of her life thinking, I cannot be as smart as my friends. When it comes to the treatment of ADD, I think most people are most familiar with the medications that are most widely used, like Ritalin and Adderall. But there's also been a lot of attention in the media that says that kids are just, especially college-age kids, are using these things to just get them through and help them focus. And now that that's kind of even spread to adults who are like, well, I'm, I don't know if I'm ADD, but this just really helps me focus and operate on less sleep and that it's kind of become fashionable or a fad for people to be taking these prescription drugs. So let's talk about some of the benefits and the risks of turning first to the medications that are stimulants. Well, for the right type. So I talk about seven different types, classic ADD, inattentive ADD, over-focused, temporal lobe, limbic, ring of fire, and anxious ADD. So those are all the names I talk about in the program. For the first two types, stimulants work, and they're like a miracle. Um, For the other five types, it actually can make them worse. So if you have the right type, these medications can be really amazing. Now, do they work for, quote, normal people just want more of an edge? Usually they make those people worse. Usually they'll unbalance those people. So I'm not a fan of just, okay, let's give everybody Ritalin and see how it goes. (laughs) For the right person, their focus is better, their organization is better, their impulse control is better, and their sex lives are better. Why, you know, often when I lecture, uh, talk about, so what does an orgasm require? Focus. You have to pay attention to the feeling (laughs) long enough to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And if you're constantly distracted, it's harder for you to have an orgasm, which can really negatively affect your relationship. Oh, my gosh. You you know, if, if, you know, you can only have an orgasm if the relationship is new, if it's exciting, if it's, you know, those first three months of a new relationship. And now all of a sudden you can't. Your partner begins to think it's him Mm -hmm. and that you don't love him. And it actually has nothing to do with that. It's just you're easily distracted. And um, so getting the treatment right makes everybody happy. Well, you mentioned football and head trauma. And I assume that there is a correlation between head trauma and ADD. No question. In fact, people who have ADD have more head injuries because of the impulsivity. So, Mm. you know, the kids running into the street without looking. But if you hurt the front part of your brain, you're more likely to have ADD symptoms. When I revised my book, Healing ADD, I almost included an eighth type, which was head trauma-induced ADD. Mm. Your brain is soft, about the consistency of soft butter. 
your skull is really hard and has multiple sharp bony ridges. Her brain is not finished developing. And what a lot of people don't know, for the female brain, 90% of her IQ comes from her frontal lobes, where for males, it's more widely distributed in the brain. I mean, you know, we have to make no mistake about it. Soccer balls are not volleyballs. They're heavy. And your brain is soft and your skull is hard. Your brain controls everything in your life, the kind of mother you are, the kind of wife you are, the kind of employer or employee you are. And if your brain controls everything you do and it's still wildly developing, why in God's name would we ever subject a child to potential repetitive concussions to Mm -hmm. their brain? It's just stupid. When you think about the physics of it, you know, there's so many benefits to playing soccer. If if you don't clearly have the rule, there are no headers. If you're going to go for a ball and someone else is going to go for their ball, don't do it with your head. Right. Um, Right. Because, you know, and there are other ways to get head injuries in soccer. Somebody takes your legs out from under you or, you know, somebody hits you hard and your head hits the ground. Um, I, I just think as a society. We have no honor or respect for what is really the most important organ in the universe. Yeah. Please visit theaimanclinics.com to learn more about having your own brain spec done. Also, consider picking up one of Dr. Amen's many books. You can find all of them on Amazon.com. He has written, I think, over 10 New York Times best-selling books about the brain. I have all of them here on my bookshelf. He's been a regular featured guest at my events, and uh, I see him every month, which is kind of fun. It's a nice treat. So if you follow me on social media, you've seen Dr. Amen on my stories. I've had my dad's brain scanned. We had my father-in-law's brain scanned at the Amen Clinic. That's where we had his early diagnosis of Alzheimer's. He's treating with hyperbaric oxygen chamber and and some other methodologies, but you know, he's just been an important part of the health of my family. He scanned my husband's brain as well, and I can't tell you how many friends I've sent to the clinic to either help them find the right diagnosis for their ADD or for their child's ADD or some type of cognitive dysfunction. Y'all, there's nothing more important than your brain. You know that, right? Like, it's crazy to me that people, (sighs) they don't prioritize this. It's your brain. It affects your relationships, your food, your emotional state, your financial state. Like, it's your brain. Don't play around with this. Make an investment. I mean, if nothing else, pick up one of his books. And again, don't forget to hit me up by going to the website and leaving me a voicemail message if you'd like for me to do an episode devoted exclusively to dealing with the fact that either you or your partner has ADHD and and how to cope in your relationship. As always, I love you. Thank you for leaving me these super cool messages. I love you, I mean it, and I'll talk to you in a few days. Listen, I hope you're loving this episode, but I wanted to take a moment to talk about you. You, like your amazing life. You were meant for more, and I know you sometimes question that, but I don't. I believe in you, and I think sometimes we are too close to ourselves to actually see our own 
greatness, to understand our purpose, to understand our calling, to realize how we can help others, how oftentimes the things that we've struggled with, the things that we've figured out, which we take for granted, they happen to us for a reason. You were meant to be here. You were meant to do great things. And I think you know that. I think where we struggle often is that we just don't know what that thing is. I want to help you figure it out. I've developed this questionnaire. It's been tested. It's been tried. And it works. And it's kind of fascinating because you'll go through a couple of pretty simple questions about yourself. It's a simple exercise. Some kind of fun, introspective questions about you. You'll download this questionnaire and you'll write out your answers, hopefully in your own handwriting. And when you're done, I'm telling you, it's so cool. People get so excited because then they can see it. It's like the same answers are going to come up over and over and over again. And it will be so obvious to you what your thing is. I'd love for you to take this quiz and then let me know. Let me know by sending me an Instagram message and say, hey, I took the quiz and discovered my thing. To download this free questionnaire, you will go to my website, shaleen.com forward slash my thing. Again, it's shaleen.com forward slash my thing. It's free. It's simple. It's easy. It's quick. And knowing what your thing is might just give you the confidence and clarity that you're missing. Shaleen.com forward slash my thing.